Hello and welcome to the Creative Calm Podcast. I am your host, Denise Christensen Ray. I'm a creative wellness coach who has a passion for adding zest and whimsy to everyday life. As a mom of four, teacher and business owner, life can get a bit crazy and overwhelming, but I have discovered that through the magic of rest, creativity, and play, I have the power to find common success in all areas of my life and business. My mission with this podcast is to show you that this is possible for you as well. I can't wait to help you embrace your playful spirit, find pockets of rest in your days, and dive into the joy of creativity so that you can move past overwhelm and thrive in your life and business. Let's get to the show. Okay, let me start with a question. How do you feel in your home? How does your physical environment around you nurture and support you? How do you feel? I ask you this because recently I've been feeling a little bit overwhelmed, I guess, when I get into my home. (laughs) The beginning of the school year, the end of the summer, just really took its toll on our house and the kids and all the things that they collect from school and the shoe bin and the kitchen table was full of papers. My studio got just completely um, destroyed by my daughter who was playing with paint and all sorts of toys were in there. My bedroom had suitcases left over from my brother's wedding at the end of August. There was laundry that needed to get finished and folded. My closet was just out of is out of shape. Like it was like there was clothes that were just that I don't use that were on my shelves and things were just getting a little bit out of control. So when I come home where I want to feel nourished and refreshed and comfortable and it feels like like a place where I can recharge my energy. It was starting to feel the opposite. It was starting to feel like, oh my gosh, like there's so many things that I need to address and do. I haven't even touched on my basement yet. Oh my goodness, my basement. So I make my house sound like it's a disaster and it really isn't a full-on disaster, but it's enough of not being in in somewhat of a flexible order that it wasn't serving me the way I needed it to. So I have been thinking about this a lot lately. Last episode, we talked about mental clutter and I talked all about having to make an open loops list, which is a list that we make based on things that we have unfinished projects and things that we might have started researching it, but not actually did anything towards it. And so we collect all those things, listen to last week's episode, and we create a list and then we go through it and we figure out how to close these loops um, so that they're not causing us mental clutter. And we will drain our energy when we get focused and bogged down by mental clutter. And many of us know that we also can get bogged down by physical clutter. And so that's what I started this episode talking about is that my physical environment was feeling cluttered to me, basically. Like things weren't in their place. And it was a lot of places. It wasn't just it wasn't just one area of my house. It was like like I had said, my when you first walk in the door, my kitchen, 
my studio, which is a respite to me. I love my studio. And it was it was just things that I hadn't put a note put away. And like I said, my daughter had gotten into some of the paints and stuff. And it was just a big mess. And my 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 bedroom, like so there was on my basement. There's okay, there's a number of places in my home that needed needed to be addressed. And those were all open loops in my head that actually ended up on my open loops list from last week that I talked about because there are things that I had started to to address, but never really finished. And that was causing me stress. And it was causing me just to feel lethargic. And all I wanted to do was to not address it, to just maybe watch a Netflix show or do anything to avoid taking care of the physical clutter that was starting to cause my brain to not be at rest and my and my energy to feel drained. Clearing away clutter brings immediate visual peace to a space, which can give you an energy boost. So when you have a place in your home that you clean out, I don't know, has this happened to you? It happens to me for sure. I spend some time and I clean up an area. I feel so much lighter and relaxed and inspired and ready to take action after I do that. It just gives me, I don't know, it just gives me a, a, a feeling of excitement. And that's energy. That is actual energy that you created by taking that space in your home that was that had too much stuff in it and putting those things away or getting rid of them. And all of a sudden you have peace because there's visual space to look at and it's not, it's not overwhelming. It's not overstimulating. It also helps to move stuck energy. So I think that's what was happening. I didn't like not want to be my home. I was, I still loved my home, but I was feeling stuck and it was feeling like I was everything just like an uphill battle. Like I was just so hard to get anything done because I was stepping over something or I couldn't find the paper that I needed that had to be signed for my son's class or you know, everything just was like taking so much longer and just felt exhausting. So what I want to talk today about is what I did and I'm what you guys could do to take care of this. So I'm sure you've heard many episodes on podcasts or there's TV shows on this. There's articles and magazines all over the place. Clutter, taking care of clutter, what to do. They talk about going to a space and having a trash bin, a donate bin, and a put away bin and all the different things. And there's people who are complete experts on this subject. And I'm an expert. I'm just a person who's living through it, but knows that for me, I'm an expert on creating the energy for myself and for inspire and like putting myself in an inspiring space and place that I want to do the things that bring me joy. And that's what I'm talking about here on this podcast. So we got to we got to address clutter. Like that's just something that we have to address because it does get in our way. I heard this amazing analogy once, um, the story about clutter and how it's 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 like running a race okay let's picture this we're running a race and it's a timed race we're trying to beat our own time my son is in cross country right now and he actually just ran a meet yesterday and what i love about cross country is that you're kind of working on 
improving yourself. Like it's a whole team that's running, but you also like are looking at your individual improvements. And so he ran yesterday and beat his time. And by, I don't know, a few seconds or something. And he was so proud of himself. And I'm so proud of him too, because he has been practicing and learning how to overcome some of his obstacles to make him quicker at what he is, you know, attempting to do, which is this, this, this race he does at these meets. So imagine you are running a race. It's a timed race and you're trying to get the best time. Okay. And you can either take, there's two paths you can take. <laughs> you can take the path that is smooth, flat, open. It's the best type of path for you to get a good time. And then you could also take the path where there's many obstacles. There's mud, there's branches, there's garbage left behind. You have to kind of go over that to get around it. And those are the two paths you can take. Okay, so you can take the smooth, flat, open path, or you can take the path that has obstacles and there's mud and there's branches and there's all sorts of stuff that you have to avoid to to get over. So obviously, obviously, we would all pick the path that's smooth and flat and open and there's very little obstacles to get around. You got to just, you know, go and go really fast and get your best time. Well, now imagine your home like that. Like, are we making our home smooth and open and flat? Are we making it so it's a really great place to be able to do the things that we want to get done for our lives and make it as easy and successful as possible for us to do? Or (laughs) is our home right now working against us? Are there obstacles that we have to go over and through and avoid? And, you know, like, do we know where our keys are? Where's my pocketbook? Oh my gosh, did I leave it here? Did I leave it there? Like that happens to me sometimes. And the thing is, I have a place for my keys. I have a place for my pocketbook. And when I'm on my game, I put my things away where they belong and it makes it so much easier. That is a flat road. When I am not and I put my keys down on the table because I don't want to put it in the cabinet where I where I usually put them and then I'm about to go out to pick my son up from volleyball and I can't find my keys, that makes my road much more full of obstacle. (laughs) Like I have a place to be and I can't find something and now we're all looking for my keys and it's just a big to do. That's just an example. I actually don't lose my keys that often, <laughs> but other things I do, like my phone. Forget it. My phone is always something that I'm like, where's my phone? Where did I put it? Uh, thank goodness for the, um, the Apple Watch where it has that phone detector because I use that often. But if I just put it the same place or the same, maybe the same two places, this is where I put it where I'm up downstairs and this is where I put it when I'm upstairs, it would make my life easier and that would be a smoother, more open path. So I just love that analogy because it really just put into perspective and like made it so clear what we're talking about here when it comes to clutter and how we can really suck our energy because it takes so much less energy to run a race that is on a flat, clear, open path versus a race that's full of obstacles and mud and branches and things like that. That takes a lot more mental energy because you have to like think about where you're going to go and put your foot. But also it takes a lot more physical energy because you're having to like go around things and 
swerve and all sorts of stuff versus a nice open clear path. So all that to say that everything is a little more complicated because you need to work around the clutter. So if there if you have a household that things are not put away all the time, this gets a little bit more complicated because we have to work around that. In an article I read by Dana Claudette, she was talking about feng shui. And I thought it was really interesting because I don't know too much about feng shui, but I do know it has to do with energy and your space and your environment. And she said that in feng shui philosophy, free-flowing energy creates health, wealth, love, and overall abundance. Clutter is thought to stop that energy flow and create stagnation, exhaustion, and exasperation. Okay, well, that little line there from what she wrote just just summed up exactly what I was feeling like when I was coming to my house. Like I was feeling some stagnation, some tiredness, exasperation. There was frustration because it's like, oh guys, like I need you guys to work together and and put your stuff away and all this different. It was it was feeling frustrating, the energy. And I knew I needed to do something about it. And so what I decided to do was to take one open loop, one space at a time and work on it. Well, first, I've decided to kind of label my spaces that I wanted to work on. And that's going to be the process I'll be talking us through because I like to give some actionable steps here. As a person who's in it with you guys, whoever, you know, if you're a person that has some spaces in your home that you need to work on, um, I'm right there with you, doing it with you. So I labeled my spaces that I wanted to work on as my bedroom, the bedroom slash closet, my studio, and then my basement. The kitchen area and like the where you first walk in area of our house, that's something that I need to dress as a family. Um, and I'm going to be working on that because we need to do that together. But those three spaces were really kind of my spaces that I wanted to be focusing on. So I had started with my bedroom and cleaned out the luggage that needs to be put away. I went into the attic. I put some old clothes in there. I went through all my clothes in my closet and donated some things. I did all the things that the experts talk about when you work on a space. I decided what brought me joy and what didn't and what was useful and what I didn't use anymore. And the bedroom felt so much better when I worked on it. And then this past weekend, I worked on the next space and that was my studio. And my studio, like I said, there was some messes that needed to be cleaned up. And then there was just like a lot of things I hadn't put away from old projects. And my desk was full of clutter and I needed to get that out of the way. And I didn't want to spend time in there. I wasn't wanting to go in my studio to work. I wasn't feeling inspired to do my art and to like just spend time journaling or reading or whatever that space gives me that that beautiful opportunity to do. And I just didn't have it. I didn't have that energy to do it there because it didn't feel good. It it wasn't feeling like an abundant energy like that they were talking about in feng shui. This past weekend, I dedicated a day to making sure that by the end of that day, the studio was going to be cleaned out. I was going to get rid of things that didn't belong in there. I was going to put away the things that did belong in there, but actually find their spots. And I cleaned up a bit too, like vacuumed and dusted and just got it feeling really just clear and peaceful and so, so good. 
And I was so proud of myself. I actually put it on Instagram and it felt so refreshing. And that's what I called it. I called it my studio refresh. And I gave my daughter some rules because it's a studio. It's not just for me. It's for my family. So I gave, um, particularly my daughter, because she's the one that uses it most, some rules on how to use it and to make sure she puts the things away and cleans up after herself. But that's something we're also working on separately. And then next I have is my basement I'm going to be working on. That is a big, huge project, but I'm going to figure it out and tackle it because it's just, it's my foundation of my home and I can feel the energy there is not good. And because I haven't been attending to it as much as I want to. So my children went down there and have made some messes and it just needs to get cleaned up. And so that's uh, next on my list. That's my next open loop that I want to close. But as I'm working through this process, it just made me realize that it's something that I'd like to talk about here on the podcast because it's something that we are, we do have control over, but it does feel like a lot because we have a lot going on in our lives. There's a lot of things that we are responsible for and our home sometimes can sometimes fall towards the bottom of it because we are tired at the end of the night and don't want to put the things away and we just fall out of routines and patterns of getting our family to help and all this stuff. So I'm in a process right now where I am working on putting things back where they belong, touching it once. There's just so many concepts when on all these on all these different from all these different experts about doing this. But what I did was I kind of created a plan for myself and I figured I would just share with you my plan. So what I told you already is I, I originally identified the top three areas that I that were driving me crazy. Like what are the top three areas that I need that will help me create more energy that I need to work on? So that's I already told you where my area is, my bedroom, my studio and the basement. And then I made a plan and I just, just outlined that plan. So that would be the next step for you would be to identify three areas that are driving you crazy and then make a plan to, to get to each of those areas and look at your schedule. So I looked at my schedule. My third thing I did was I looked at my schedule and when can I do this? I figured out that this past weekend I had a day to work on my studio. So that was how I put it in my calendar. Like I'm working on this this day. And now I'm looking currently looking at my calendar for the basement. It's going to take me probably a weekend to really do it, do it right. And I, it might, it might, I might not be able to get to it for a few weeks, but it's something that is going on my calendar and my schedule. The fourth thing is to realistically determine how you work. Okay. So for example, I'm realizing that I work best when I have a block of time to do it. And like a, a significant block of time, like I gave myself a day to do the studio. To give myself 10 minutes here to work on it and then 10 minutes there to work on it, that's what I did for my bedroom because I didn't have a lot of time and I just kind of did a little bit over time. And it did take so much longer and it did, my energy didn't feel as great afterwards because it was like a slow process. But I think for some people, that's how you work. Like at work, you work better doing a little bit every day. For me, what I'm learning works best for me is to give myself time period and get it done. Like just say, okay, you got two days, let's do it. That's how I work. So the fourth thing is to realistically determine how you work. I do best by attacking it all at once, but other people do better by slowly working on something over a period of time. So that's that's just my 
little bit of advice here to y'all. Let's start again. It's one is to identify the top three areas that are driving you crazy. Two, make a plan. Three, look at your schedule and figure out where you're going to fit in that plan. And four, realistically determine how you work. Are you someone who needs to attack it all at once? Are you someone who needs to do it small bites at a time? It really depends on you and maybe it depends on the project. Some people, it might, you know, it might depend on how the project is laid out. I'm right in the middle of this with you, like I said before, but I thought it was a really important topic to talk about because it really does rob us of so much really great productive energy when we're battling our physical environment and physical space. So here's to energy that creates health, wealth, love, and overall abundance. So let's get out of the clutter and feel that wonderful energy. Thank you so very much for tuning into this episode of the Creative Calm Podcast. I hope that you found this episode insightful and that it has inspired you to embrace the three pillars of rest, creativity, and play in your own life. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this. Another wonderful way to show your appreciation and spread the Creative Calm Revolution is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing it on your social media and tagging me. I want to express my gratitude for joining me on this creative journey. Your support means the world to me. If you have any questions, suggestions, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to me on Instagram at Denise Christensen Ray. Until next time, remember to prioritize rest, unleash your creativity, and embrace playfulness. Have an absolutely beautiful, magical day.